you would turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. I'm just going to read this passage and uh, then we will have, uh, we'll read the scripture in Luke chapter 22 after we read this. Romans 8, begin in verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. I wonder how many times during the week we need to remind ourselves of this. I just wonder, do we, you know, my wife and I are constantly, as we're going through life and things come up, uh, we're constantly reminding ourselves that God is working all things together. That is a fact. We need, to, we need to go to the bank with that. We need to be confident of that. We need to be certain of that, that nothing will enter into our lives apart from God's will. He's working it out f together for our good. I think I've told you all uh, what happened years and years ago. I think it was in 1980, I believe. 1980. Any, uh, anybody not born in 1980? Let's see your hands. Anybody not born in 1980? Okay, there's over half the congregation here not born in 1980. Well, this happened to me in 1980. Um, I had actually been filling in at Second Baptist uh, Jacinta City for Skip Smith. Skip Smith had had some throat issues, throat problems, and so he asked me to fill in for him. So I preached for about six weeks. Well, I tell you, I did some wonderful sermons over there. Um, they're, they're kind of um, connected with all those plants and everything, and I, I preached a, a message. I mean, Skip Smith, can you imagine? He was wanting to crawl under the pew. I preached a message why Christians shouldn't be a part of a, a union. And uh, he, uh, I mean, he came up to me later and said, you know this church is 95% union, don't you? No, I didn't know that, Brother Skip. I sure didn't know that. Uh, so anyway... <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, but I, I preached. Uh, <clears throat> I preached that you know everything. Everything that comes in your life, it has to come with God's divine nod. I mean, there's nothing. If the guy runs out here and runs over us today, it happened because God gave permission for it. We have to believe that. We have to accept that that God is in total control. So I was out. It was Columbus Day. I was mowing. And uh, we had a, actually down there on Tri-City Beach Road in Baytown, we had a storm cellar. And the storm cellar had grass growing over it. It was a, a underground, <clears throat> like a big mound. And I was trying to get the mower, riding mower, to go up to the top so I wouldn't have to weed eat as much. So I, uh, I'm, I, I went up and then back and up and then back. And about the last time I went up, the thing got up there, the mower, and it did a wheelie and rolled backwards down the hill on top of me. I curled up in a ball as this thing was coming down on top of me, and it had a rusty seat on the back. It was an old Sears mower. Rusty, rusty. been given to us. And I rolled backwards and I, I pulled my knees up to protect myself, and that rusty seat hit my kneecap and went down my shin and splintered my, my kneecap, uh, had a sliver of bone down in my kneecap. And that was Columbus Day. And so 
Um, I ended up, long story short, I ended up in the emergency room, and, uh, and it was fun having them clean it out, you know, get all the grass, get all the rust out. That was, that was, I was wide awake when they did that. <clears throat> and they did x-rays. They said, you've got a sliver of bone. It's going to have to be uh, removed surgically. So I said, okay. So we went to uh, Methodist downtown Houston. I was in the hospital for eight days. Can you imagine? I mean, they don't keep anybody eight days unless you're near dead. And so, but back then they kept us. And so I was there and they had a drain and they were trying to put IVs in my neck. And it was just, it was just terrible. And Linda came and the nurses said, we're so glad you came because, you know, your husband's just totally uncontrollable here. And uh, so anyway... But someone from the church, Second Baptist of Center City, sent me a note. And it said, just remember, Brother Rod, nothing comes into your life unless God gives his divine nod. And I just wanted to just... <laughs> but it was true. God allowed that to happen in my life so I could be telling you all about it today. And it was a, tr a lesson, a lesson, a lesson that God was teaching me to trust Him even when it didn't look like things were going to work out very well. And so all things work together. I hope we're going to get that. I'm going to keep preaching it till the day I die. I want you to get it. we got to understand God's working for the believer, all things together. And we need to just confirm that and assure ourselves of that every day. For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Last week, we went over that process of being conformed, and that's not an easy process. That's peeling away, if you will, and, and kind of a way to look at it. That's peeling away the carnality of our humanity. And God is conforming us to, the very, to make us have a Christ-like response, Christ's character. So to do that, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt me. It's going to pain me to be more like Christ because I'd rather be more like me. That's, my, that's just our nature. We have that old sin nature. So we, but God promised. He started something in me. He's going to, start, he's going to conform me. And I, as I said this morning, I really don't believe He's really too worried about anything that we're having to go through as long as He's accomplishing His will. So he's conforming us. Moreover, verse 30, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say that, to these things? If God, this ought to encourage, this should be encouraging. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Is it not God, or is it God that justifieth? Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather it is he is risen again, who he is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. We don't really know how to pray. We try our best. We do our best. We do the best we can. And we've read books on it. We've heard sermons on it. But I'm so thankful that I've got my Lord Jesus interceding for me. 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And all God's people said? And I hope you believe it more than just, uh, just saying it, but I hope you really believe it, that we are more than conquerors through Christ. And sometimes I don't feel like a more than conqueror. But we are because of Christ, not because of anything I've done, because of who he is. All right. Now then flip back to Luke 22. We're going to read our passage and we're going to have our Lord's Supper. <clears throat> and when the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not uh, any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and brake it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for you. We're going to pray. Those of you that have been born again, you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You followed Him in baptism. You don't have to be a member of our church. You need to be a member of the body of Christ. But if you're a member of the body of Christ, feel free to partake of the Lord's Supper <clears throat> with us. We'll have men helping you to come down, know when to come. It's your turn. And then after one's through, uh, my wife and I will be last. Let's pray. Father, we thank You so much for the Word. What an encouragement it is. Uh, when we have special needs and things going on and we just trust you and, and believe you are always right, you always get good, good gifts and uh, you're always working everything out for our good. So we trust you and we believe you with all of our heart. Pray that this would be a special Lord's Supper time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we will begin.